0: Kia ora, hello,
1: and welcome to Bod Almighty, the practical how-to podcast, helping you feel better about your body, have a peaceful relationship with food, and go out into the world with confidence.
0: Everywhere we turn these days, someone is telling us to love your body, but how? Well, by listening to
1: this podcast is how. That's right. We are your hosts, Hannah Tunnicliffe and Michelle Sokolich. Without further ado, let's get started.
0: We are so excited to have Sabina McKenzie with us today. Sabina is an eating disorder recovery coach and passionate body image educator. Following her own experience with an eating disorder, Sabina founded Core Confidence in 2016 to provide preventative education to schools and community groups, speaking out against dire culture and encouraging us all to own our worth beyond our image. Sabina now provides the one-to-one support she craved when she was struggling in her own recovery, decreasing feelings of loneliness, providing hope, and setting the example that full recovery is possible. Welcome Sabina.
2: Hello, how are you?
1: So, so good. So excited to have you here with us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Michelle and Hannah. I'm so excited to be here. So today
0: we're going to talk about exercise and specifically how to break up with exercise and make up. So Sabina, I'm curious to find out your take on how to tell if your relationship with exercise is unhappy or unhealthy. Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. Give, Give us the lowdown.
2: Yeah. So I think this is really a tricky thing to do in our society, because if I think back to my own experience and my own relationship with exercise, um, I what I was doing was, and I don't go into specifics of my behaviors because I don't think that's helpful for anyone, but what I, what I was doing was always um, trying to increase how far I was running or um, another rep or more weight or, Um, Another class or more intensity, and Mm. in some ways, uh, and this was while I was studying physio, so that is what exercise is for, right? Like we're we're trying to get fitter, we're trying to get stronger. But what happened was is that I lost all flexibility, Mm. and if I wasn't able to get further, or if I wasn't able to go faster. I would be riddled with guilt and shame and that would impact what I would then eat and how I would, how my mood would be and how I would feel. And so I think I keep coming back to that, those feelings and that the intention behind the exercise is I think what we really need to look out for in when we are, when we're doing it. Yeah. Is this, Hmm. is this something that's toxic or is it something that's, that's healthy? And I think we need to have a really, um, deep look at that because I think it's easy to say, oh, I love it. It's for the endorphins. It makes me feel so great. Um, But really, like what is actually going on there?
0: So it's about understanding the why rather than perhaps the outcomes or the effects or the certain number of reps. The goals. That can tell you whether fitness or exercise is healthy or unhealthy. It's about your intention and your purpose and your why. And you mentioned there around – your why included this kind of striving, right? Like better and better and better, right? Mm, yeah, definitely. And also inflexibility. So can you tell us a little bit about that? How how your relationship with exercise looked perhaps rigid or inflexible?
2: Yeah, so it was just in terms of how it was part of my routine and how it if it if I wasn't able to do what I had planned or mm. um if something came to change those plans, then, then I would not be happy. Like I would be very upset. Um, and, and this is also, I'm thinking more probably towards the extremes of when this was really unhealthy. I think before that extreme level, I would be that there would still be feelings of upset or disappointment, but I'd be able to cover it a little bit, but it got to a point where I wasn't able to hide my disappointment or hide my guilt um it it, and hide my anger as well anger at myself or anger at someone for changing those plans became
1: really rigid then you couldn't be at all flexible with it otherwise it would just spiral out
2: yeah yeah, spiral out and it would really impact the the rest of the day or the next day or the week Um, it wasn't just like oh I can't make it today because of I'm having breakfast with my friends Mm -hmm. no that that wasn't a possible like how can I fit this in
0: So you often read about physical warning signs for excessive exercise or an unhealthy relationship with exercise, things like loss of menstruation or, um, you know, soreness or something like that. But um, I'm curious to find out whether that's helpful or whether we should be focusing more on internal emotional psychological measures to give us a good indicator about whether exercise is becoming unhealthy or unhelpful for us.
2: Yeah, I think both are important and form part of the, the picture. I don't think we can look at anything in isolation, but the issue comes when we're just focusing on the fact that we're still menstruating or that there isn't that that physical sign there, whatever that is. So then our relationship with exercise is fine and it's not toxic. But actually, yeah, if you have that rigidity, if you have that loss of flexibility, if you have... Um, that loss of joy of that movement can bring us, if it's isolating you from mm. your family and your friends, um, if it's because you're forcing yourself, you know, all of these other mm. things that can come into it, um, form that, that picture of, is this toxic or is this healthy? And yeah, for me, I never lost my period. I, that wasn't a symptom, a physical symptom that I had. Um but yeah, I know that my relationship with exercise was was really damaging and for a while that had not not having that symptom made me feel like I was okay. Mm. And I think that's where the the issue can, I guess, start or be made worse.
1: Mm. Yeah, totally. And is there something that you think people can do at home that will help them recognise that in themselves? Is it sort of thinking, you know, reflecting on, on what your exercise is like and how it makes you feel?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely reflection, um, but also reaching out to support for support. Even if you're not sure, um, have a conversation, um, whether it is with a friend or a loved one or um, the Butterfly Foundation like Helpline. You don't have to know if there's something wrong, but let's talk about it. And also, I'd say if you're unsure, then there's probably likely something that's going on that's not quite right. If there's something within you that that thinks that, you're probably having that those feelings for a reason.
1: Yeah, listen mm. to that instinct and tuning into that.
2: So we spoke, Sabina, about an
0: action step that people might be able to take. Um, at home to help delve into those intentions do you want to talk us through that
2: yeah I'd love to so I'd love for you to imagine that you have reached your exercise goals so whatever you are striving towards you're there right now what does your life look like what are you doing that you're not doing right now what can this tell you about your motivations for exercise what can it tell you about what you're really hoping for so Yeah, imagine you're there and how is your life different, or what Mm. is your exercise giving you that you're not, that it's not, life isn't giving you now. Yeah. And then consider what those intentions are and what's different.
0: I really love that because Mm. when I think back to some exercise behaviors that I had, I know that I was striving for some unspoken goals around what I thought thinness would give me you know like I thought once I'm thin I'll be so confident and I'll be able to speak in public or whatever it is and so I remember once trying an ex- a similar exercise where I imagined all the things that being thin would give me and I realized that all of those things actually were possible through other means and that mm. I was striving for this thing that wasn't
1: going to give me what I wanted. It some was just mythical, it was an illusion. Mythical end goal that when you got there, everything would be amazing.
0: Yeah, like want to get more confident at public speaking? Practice public speaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. You know, like, um, so yeah, yeah, I guess that's a really interesting way for people to unearth yeah. some of those motivations. So if you have. Decided that mm, there's something niggling here. Something's not quite right. I don't think my relationship with exercise is perhaps as useful or joyful as it could be. Um, how do I cha- well, How do I make a change? Mm.
2: Stop.
1: <laughs> Love
2: that. Rest. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such um, a yes. su- such
0: an opposite oh to what gosh. we're
1: told constantly through our culture. Like what? Yeah. Stop exercise? What do you What do you mean? Like isn't yeah. that really bad?
2: Exactly. And and again I go back to my experience and I was studying physiotherapy or and then was practicing physiotherapy. So as my job and as my education, I'd been told um, I know how incredible exercise is for our bodies and I've and I'm telling people what they need to do to um, you know rehab from a stroke or improve their fitness for whatever their goals are. And so then to be having this conflict inside of me around my relationship with exercise and getting to a point of it's okay not to do it that was so hard and so tricky and i didn't find like ever get got spoken about like i just felt lazy and disgusting and like i should be trying harder but that's not what my body needed that's not what my mind needed i needed Mm -hmm. to stop and and i needed to do it for quite a while like quite a long time I had to stop and rest and then try something again and then nope stop and rest um try something again
1: and I think people forget that mental health is you know as important as physical health like we we put so much weight on just the physical stuff and yeah obviously if it's affecting your mental health then yeah that's such a good thing to do
2: exactly and it is so hard because movement is good for our mental health as well, right? Like we know how good it is for our mental health. And when I go into schools now, what I, one of the things that I I try and get them to understand or a point that I like to make is that movement can be fun. Movement is meant to be fun. It's, it's been morphed into this thing that is about punishment and weight loss and um, aesthetic reasons, but Mm. it's actually meant to be fun. And so Yeah, of course, it's amazing for our bodies for lots of different ways. But if it's not healthy for you right now, Mm. you can stop, you can rest, you can have a little break because you can come back to it when it's healthier for you.
0: Just thinking of that relationship metaphor, the idea of if a relationship's toxic, sticking in it and Mm. trying to make it better and make it work is probably less helpful than just breaking it off, having a break. And then yeah. starting again, right? Yeah,
1: there's no point in flogging a dead horse if it's not working for you, it's not working for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And exactly. I like
0: that point you made about punishment as well, because oh, there's yes. this That's cultural um view that you have to earn your food and there's this kind of, you know, the exercise is it's a chore, it's penance, it's part of the equation to kind of earn you know, food or earn worth or whatever it is. And so it's just taking a break out of that whole equation, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, subtracting something from that um, and, yeah, challenging yourself with Mm. that, challenging the beliefs that that we've grown up with and that we've been taught and, um, yeah, uncovering that a little bit more. But it's hard. Like I understand that it's hard.
1: Yeah, and let's be honest, anything you do for punishment <laughs> is not super motivating and going to be a fun time, is it?
2: No, <laughs> exactly. no, exactly. definitely not.
1: Yeah, so so just like kind of taking the break um, can really help you reset the relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And I think I'd, leading on to the action step that you can mm. take is because I think that sometimes stopping or resting completely can feel like a really big leap and be too hard but can you just cut down somewhere can you just reduce the time a little bit or the intensity or whatever it is can you just start to make those small changes Mm. because i think that that's how we look at uh, when we're healing our relationship with food that's what we try and do right when we're breaking free from diet culture and leaning more into maybe intuitive eating or or some uh, modalities like that um we, we focus on those small goals and small changes. And it's the same thing with exercise. Let's let's see what small changes and goals you can set in the opposite direction of what you're normally setting like goal setting you're doing with the exercise to just cut down a little bit or change things up.
1: So it doesn't feel too overwhelming. So it could be something like um instead of doing boot camp, doing Pilates or yoga instead. Just yeah, just switching yeah. it up, doing a small step so you can maybe still exercising but doing something that's a bit more gentle or something that you enjoy a bit more.
0: Yeah, breaking that yeah. rigidity. I think it's such yeah. an interesting idea too, the idea of actually stopping, not doing a planned class or something that you, know, you usually do, go for a 5K run or whatever it is, um, and seeing what comes up, right? Like the discomfort is so revealing. What comes up, what are you scared of? What are you scared is going to happen if you don't do this thing? And that's going to teach you about why you're doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's uncomfortable,
1: mm.
2: but mm. it's part of the experience, I think.
1: Sabina, how, how can you get back into it? So maybe you've, you've done that for a while and you've, you know, explored how you feel about it and you're ready to return to maybe some mm. gentle movement or something different. How do you suggest starting that?
2: Yeah, I think what I mentioned before around joy and and joyfulness, I think movement should be fun and joyful. So considering how that can be brought into your life through movement. Um, But the other thing as well is change your motivators for exercise. And for me, the thing that I'm always telling people when they're on this uh, body image journey and trying to heal their relationship with food and exercise we have to set the scales to the side. Um, We have to just put that that idea of weight and weight loss and weight gain, just pop it to the side. For for some people they can't get rid of it completely and and that's okay. And and I'm not judging anyone for having those goals or needing those things. But if you can just move that to the side and focus on other ways to measure health and other ways to measure how you're feeling and, and how you're going, I think that's really, really powerful to then enable you to find these things that are joyful because you're not stuck focusing on what's happening to that number and then the joy gets taken away from that movement because it's not maybe changing it in the way that you want it to change. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yes. I'm curious, Sabina, yeah. which measures have worked for you? How do you measure whether exercise is serving you mm. rather than you serving it?
2: It's It's all in the way that I feel now so and that's really broad but it it, it is really broad like it is is this making me happy is this making me feel fulfilled uh is this making me feel stronger um Mm. is this helping my sleep is this helping my body image Mm. all of those things and something's more at different times Uh, they they chop and change not all of the things at once but yeah, really tapping into my feelings and and my gut and what's going on for me, my internal cues rather than anything that's external.
0: I love that so much.
1: And maybe also if, you know, when you're enjoying it, it's something, you know, the whole traditional thing about it, you know, exists the stereotypical way of exercises, everyone forces themselves and you're like, Oh God, I've got to go and you know, but if you find yourself going, Oh, it's time to go and do my Or whatever it is, then you that's a good indication as well, I guess that you know it's something that's really enjoyable for you.
2: Definitely, definitely. I I struggle to go to the gym. Like I just, I really, really struggle. You and me both, yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) All three of us. and
2: And it took me so long to even um to even go back to a gym. And I and even times that I did, I had to remove myself again, not because I felt triggered or worried about relapsing into like disordered behaviors but the environment just didn't make Mm. me feel good and and unfortunately at the moment i i have a membership at the moment because um with my two young kids they have an amazing crèche there and a lounge area so i put my uh, my daughters in for crèche for three hours and i can do work from the lounge but also they have a gym but basically I just go because of the lounge. But,
1: I love it. You've got now, a gym membership to go and like have a coffee and do some work. It's amazing.
2: Have a
0: shower.
1: goals. My yeah.
0: yeah. Hashtag goals. Use a nice you brew. are a genius actually. <laughs> yes.
2: Thank you. But even that, right, like allowing myself to go there and not go to the gym when I'm there, like even, I can do that because yeah. there's no pressure on myself to go. And then I, I do use it sometimes and I do find that I've found a class that I really enjoy.
0: But there's no obligation.
2: There's no obligation. And most of the movement that I do now is not formal at all. Like you wouldn't call it exercise. It's literally dancing around the lounge room, like taking the dog for a walk, um, exploring whatever we're doing on the weekend. Like all of these things that I wouldn't in the past have even called exercise is how I move my body now and how um, I get, yeah, my, my joy from that just living my life like and it's so it's so wild that 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 we can't just accept living our lives as yeah the way that we find our movement
0: it's interesting because you've mentioned the word movement rather than exercise a few times and i wonder if that's sometimes helpful for people to unhook all of the thoughts and beliefs they have around exercise and by using a different word by calling it movement by understanding that you know all movement is valid it doesn't have to hurt it doesn't you don't have to sweat you don't have to be in pain afterwards the body likes to move and it doesn't have to be awful
2: exactly and I think that's such an unconscious thing that I've done now because I I don't like the word exercise because of my relationship with what exercise was so yeah I just I don't that's I don't call it that at all it's it's movement it's my body moving in different planes and different ways are getting me through my life
1: love that So if someone's really struggling, you know, they're either, you know, maybe really addicted to exercise and it's really unhealthy or they're just, you know, they're having trouble even doing anything at all, even though, you know, they might be trying to push themselves into it. It's just finding the things that make it fun for you, listening to your intuition, um, making it social potentially, if that's what works for you, or maybe it's even a a more low key form of exercise, like, Mm. you know, just a gentle walk or Mm. it's just kind of finding those things that that really light your fire and make you go, Oh yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you mentioned that social aspect of it. I think that's so important and something that often gets looked past and and looked behind, but yeah, I think again, coming back to that first point of maybe you need to break up with exercise. Maybe you need to break up with it. And there, there can be feelings of guilt and shame associated with that in itself. Um, for me, I used to uh, lie about going to the gym, to my, to my housemate and ended up, I'd go through the drive-through instead. And this is coupled with, um, yeah, my kind of like extreme hungers and and, uh, kind of other stuff that was Mm. going on. But for, you know, there was so much guilt and shame associated with that behavior in itself, but that I needed to go through that. I needed to go through that path to get to this point of healing my relationship. And I think breaking up, however that looks like for you, needs to be done in order for healing to occur. And I love the analogy to the relationship that you used before, Hannah. Mm,
0: Yeah, I agree. And so thinking about what you might be interested in doing, and let's use the word movement, Mm. what kind of movement you might be curious about, what can people do to think about, Think about that and think about the kinds of things that they might be interested in, might be curious about.
2: Just start to explore that curiosity. Have a have a brainstorm, write them down, actually dedicate, dedicate some time to exploring that curiosity and then considering what steps you can take to make that happen. Mm. Uh, but it can be as simple as just starting to follow some different people on Instagram that maybe are promoting different forms of movement or just people that don't just post workouts or something like that. Like maybe unfollowing those people.
1: Yeah. And broadening your, your idea of, of exercise, you know, to include movement. So, you know, like you say, think start thinking about all those things that you would never have considered, um, you know, exercise before and and think, Oh yeah, that's actually, yeah. Mm. There's so many different things you can do. And I mean, Hannah just told me before about forest bathing. It? I was like, what? What is that? You know, like finding those new things. I mean, I'm, I'm sign me up.
0: Yeah, I'm a bathe in yeah. the forest. I
1: think it's so cool to think about. I'm with
2: about, you. I'm keen. I love how
0: um, Elizabeth Gilbert, who's an author, she talks about how we're always telling people to find their passion, but actually sometimes even that is daunting. It's better to start yes. with curiosity, right? So, you know, you look at kids or you talk to kids about movement and it's just a no-brainer. They just move and they play right? So I think totally. taking, taking that idea of play and discovering what might be play for you, whether that's, um, you know, doing some pottery on a wheel or yeah. dancing in your living room or, you know, like what is what would play look like for you? And I think most people would be surprised to discover that it quite often does involve movement or rest.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Both important. Yeah. yeah. Um, So we talked about being curious about the kinds of movement we might be interested in and we thought it could be fun for all three of us to write down a type of movement or rest so whether it's you know um capoeira or meditation um mm-hmm. and then share it between the three of us would you like to try that
1: yes yeah okay cool let's okay. give this a go ah oh. oh now I've,
0: you're gonna say forest bathing yeah, well
1: i was and now i've ruined it <laughs> okay, <Cow> stroke. Me- <laughs> okay I'm gonna think of another one give me a minute okay do you know why I'm finding this so hard I know it's so funny I f- I feel like I'm I'm very privileged to have ha- often you know most of my life had a good relationship with exercise mm. and I've I'm just thinking about all and I'm like oh you know I've done that I've done the hiking and the you know like I, I'm mm. I just think I'm I'm lucky I'm so I'm trying to think of you know what haven't I tried that I would want to you're also, you, do try things. You're a real trier. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God loves a trier. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Interesting.
2: But I think that's, I think that's awesome. And yeah. that, you know, you don't need to explore that then I would say, mm-hmm. because you yeah. already yeah. have that curiosity just in how yeah. you're going about your yeah. life. And that, that yeah. is who you are. So I feel like, yeah, it's, it's not really important. You, you to consider this because if something mm. was to come up for you you would just try it I'd or probably give we'll it a try it. that's or you, so or true you've done it mm. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: I've gone I've gone to a um a dance party at 6 a.m completely sober with a DJ I've done that quite a few times um <laughs>
2: <laughs> that
0: speaks to your and character so what do you
2: think what, what do you think <laughs> I love it. what do you think like if if someone was listening and thinking like I wish that could be me in a way like like mm. what do you think Um, has made it possible for you to have this curiosity and to then follow through with that?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think because I do, I very much come from a place of enjoyment with moving my body. And I think maybe I've got this from my dad who was, you know, did a lot of exercise and really enjoyed it and really focused on that enjoyment. So, you know, when I, I get home from moving my body and I'm like, oh God, love how my, like I'm very focused on how, I feel in my body and how fun it was and you know I'm uh, like if I go for a walk I'll often go with a friend and chat at the same time or you know I did the Tongariro crossing a couple of years ago and I was really inspired to do that because it was just you know the beautiful nature and the scenery so um I don't know I guess it's just you've had those good intentions modeled to you yes which like is a big part of it yeah a big Amazing. part of it yeah,
2: yeah that's yeah. awesome
1: but I am gonna say for my one, um, forest bathing. Because I think I think rest you you probably need some more rest in your life right now. Eh? Yeah, maybe actually maybe meditation. I'm gonna say that because actually that is one thing that I I tell myself I should do because it's good for me and I, that's why I struggle with doing it. There you go, because it's a
0: should. I wonder if there's a fun way to do it though. Yeah, how N- naked meditation <laughs> in the
1: forest <laughs> with a cow. <laughs>
2: Things. Um, or even like a walking meditation. I know that's going Ooh. a little bit further away from rest, but that could be like a, a bridge to get you there. I like that.
1: Um, yes, that's a great idea. Mm. Okay, Hannah, what's what's your what's your form that you're curious about? Oh my god. Okay, so Hannah's written down <laughs> boxing, which I love. We should go uh, boxing we, we should together. Do, we should do yeah. that together. And actually, roller skating, which I would also love to try, and I haven't. But I'm worried about my back. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really fun. That'd be cool, yeah.
0: huh? Okay, cool. Let's do that. Excellent. My friend just started a roller skating account of her learning how to roller skate. It's called Kenzie Ellis Skates. And it's so she looks so cute and happy.
1: Awesome. I love that. My mum used to
0: apparently used to roller skate in the seventies with her hair and pigtails and like that was her form of transport. <laughs> amazing amazing right that's so cool what about you Sabinas? Oh, yeah it
2: goes please tell me yes we'll update you <laughs> injuries
0: forthcoming
2: <laughs> yes yes <laughs> oh god, oh god. Um, so i had um a yoga puppy yoga
1: <gasps> no way
2: yes. no way I, I have seen photos of rescue puppies and you're on a mat and you do
1: yoga, and there's puppies everywhere, and I want in on that. <gasps> okay, same. same. Oh, my gosh, I need that in my life. This is, okay, biz- copyright business opportunity. <laughs> Quickly, let's start in New Zealand.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll start it here. You'll have to fly over. Yeah, yeah.
1: Have they got that, Sabina? Do uh, they have who? that? Oh.
2: Um, look, I can't say I've done much researching <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <But has laughs> you just been curious. Yes, just, yeah, you're yeah. just
1: starting with the curiosity, yeah
2: definitely but even yoga in itself like isn't something that I um a bit like you and your meditation Michelle mm. like it's like I know it's good for me but mm. um so I feel like introducing a puppy or like lots of puppies would definitely make it more fun for me
1: that is so good that. that's amazing
0: that's so good you could introduce it to your forest bathing as well yes puppies.
1: but I should probably
0: keep them away from my roller skating <laughs> yes yeah, yeah definitely
1: disaster <laughs>
0: I love that. And perhaps there is some form of exercise or movement that people have been put off or have got a bunch of associations with it. Perhaps, you know, they've seen wellness influencers do it and they think, oh gosh, you know, give me a break. Um, and perhaps, ex- but but if there is some curiosity underlying there, they could explore it in a way that feels more joyful.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, and also, The power of social media, yes, it can be harmful, but it can also be so inspiring to different shapes and sizes and colors of of people moving their bodies and and sharing that joy and that movement follow those people you know movement isn't just for one type of person we all have bodies they all need to move um and the bodies all look very different and that's totally okay
1: oh i love that you said that yeah um more here's to more diversity of bodies on instagram Mm. moving and in general Mm. i I totally agree
0: add into your instagram feed some joyful movers of all shapes sizes abilities colors and help break your beliefs around what a you know a body and movement looks like yes well that is absolutely brilliant thank you so much for being with us sabina that was I amazing i just want yeah. to um, let people know where they can find you if they want to get in touch with you or seek out and understand some of the work that you're doing in the world some of the amazing work that you're doing in the world so your website is coreconfidence.net um, and you're also on instagram doing some Pretty cool reels, I have to say. Um, at thank Sabina you. with an E, so we have to point that out, don't we? S A B I N E dot Mackenzie, and it's McKenzie with a Z. Um, and you've also got an Instagram account for your core confidence business, is that right? Yeah, that's that's right. So thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. People who are feeling like their relationship with exercise could do with some relationship coaching. So some of the things that we covered were exploring why we are engaging with exercise and imagining that we have reached our exercise goals. We're there. What does our life look like? What are our motivations for exercise? taking a break from exercise and how we can explore that and how that might be scary and what that also might tell us about our motivations for exercise. And then returning to exercise and repairing that relationship. What are some move- forms of movement that you have been curious about that you could try exploring? Mm. So thank you,
2: Sabina. Um, we really appreciate it. That was incredible. Yeah.
1: Um, you are so welcome
2: thank you so much for having me on it's been such a fun conversation
1: oh it was a pleasure and i'm sure people are going to find so much value out of that and yeah get some lots of inspiration for the puppy yoga yes (laughs) thank you so much
2: thank you goodbye
1: you You have been listening to bod almighty the podcast that gives you practical how-to steps towards body acceptance and confidence
0: You can find us on Instagram at bodalmightypodcast.
1: Please do get in touch to let us know if you have any questions or suggestions. We love to hear from you. From both of us, thank you and goodbye.